back, everybody, to episode eight of our Fill Your Cup with Support Together podcast. My name is Mrs. O, and I'm joined today, and we've moved seats. On my left, I've got Una Mary. Hello. And on my right, we've got a very special guest. Woo-hoo! We've got Woo-hoo! Shannon Hollywood, behavioral consultant. Woo-hoo! Very, very welcome <laughs> here today, Shannon. Thank you very much, Kira. How are you getting on? Are you a bit nervous? I am absolutely breaking it. Oh, but you're brand sure it's just a conversation, a couple. Yes, That's what we're having today. Mm-hmm. So Shannon um, has been a part of our charity now for a while. Um, she's come in and done a few workshops with support together. Yeah. She's worked with some of the dads. Um, had a couple of conversations with her myself over the phone and helped me um, with different um, trials and tribulations with my son. So she's a wealth of knowledge. Yeah. She's a mum. She's a mum of three, four if you include her husband. But yeah. she's a mum of three. Um, so she's well reversed. Well, no, not well reversed. Well rehearsed and knows all about the joys and uh, whatever brings the ups and downs. Yeah, parenting. Yes. time. And you have, I mean, it's, and often we would signpost uh, mums to yourself and your workshops. And I, my husband even attended mm-hmm. one of your workshops. A few of the dads did that night and he got a lot out of it. Brilliant. Um, so amazing when the dads can come along. It's really, really great. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. And it's just as often as that aha moment. Yeah. Um, and allowing that space and even for somebody to sit down and just be available if they needed to ask a question because there's no silly questions. No, no silly you questions know. at all. None. And you're you're here with your, your wee crew. You know us well. We have a great relationship. We are absolutely delighted to have you as one of our advisors in the charity and even a friend of Support Together. And it's just, and it's your birthday today. Yes. I know this goes out next <laughs> Monday and it'll not be your birthday, but I'm just, it's you've come here and your birthday and you've brought buns. I know, the she brought the buns. Like, the schools are on strike, so this is a break. I'm like, yes, <laughs> let's go and do this podcast. Amazing. Deadly. Well, you're extremely welcome thank you very much Shannon we were just speaking before we left the office today about the amazing post that you put in Facebook last night oh thank you um do you want to talk about it Una? well I suppose um it strike me first of all the photograph of you and your son um dressed up on Halloween and um then when I started reading it um and the fact of I suppose your son was all excited to be Harry Potter yeah uh he went to school and he came back devastated and how you took that moment and didn't do what most of us do is go and change his outfit try and fix it Uh it. can you talk to us a wee bit about that because it's a really it actually it made me sit in the gears i said to kira this morning she sat and read it it's um sometimes it might be hard for some people to understand yeah so do you mind explaining that a wee bit that we post absolutely and when i posted it last night as well and it was getting a lot of attention and I was thinking to myself, I've put up that and that was a really, it was a really proud moment for me as a parent because I didn't get frustrated, I didn't get um, annoyed with him, I completely sat in his wee emotion with him, mm-hmm. helped him right through to the end of that, really calmed down, had a good conversation with him and we kind of resolved it together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But just to say that doesn't happen all the time. Exactly. That's yeah. what I mm-hmm. aim for and yeah. that's what I really try to do as a parent. You might get me in other days and like, oh, for goodness sake, right, that's enough of that. Yeah. Like, let's just go. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, maybe I don't respond in the best way possible because none of us are perfect. And I really did feel like I needed to go back and edit that on the post just to say, look, this is what I aim for. This is was a mm-hmm. really golden moment. Mm-hmm. 
but it doesn't happen all the time. Mm -hmm. Okay, but yes, I think we really need to allow kids to feel their feelings. And if we go back even to how we have been parented, a lot of the time our feelings were fixed. You mm -hmm. know, if we're if we were sad, we maybe got a wee bag of sweets or we went for a wee ice cream or, you know, we went shopping with our parent in the town on a Saturday or, you know, it was kind of um dismissed, mm -hmm. wasn't kind of acknowledged. Mm -hmm. Right, stop that crying now and that that's sort of enough. Like boys don't cry. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That sort of stuff, yeah. And like our parents were absolutely doing the very best that they could with the level of information that they had. But now we know so much more around how kids' brains are developing, mm -hmm. what's going on, and the importance of feeling their feelings. Mm -hmm. And for my little boy that day, honestly, it broke my heart. He was like, yeah, my outfit isn't cool. And everybody walked away from me. And I was like, oh, my goodness. My yeah. heart was breaking. Oh, but I just was like, okay, we just need to stay calm here. This is normal. Mm -hmm. This is really hard, what he's feeling. And we'll just sit with that. Yeah. Because the more that he has opportunities to feel his big feelings in the safety and security with me as his mummy, when he gets to be an adult, he'll be feeling sad or left out or not included. And he'll be like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know, no. I can manage that. I've yeah. got experience of managing that. And it feels not as intense. Whereas I know even for me, because my feelings weren't validated and acknowledged whenever I was little. Yeah. So even for me, when I feel angry or not included or left out or any of them big feelings, that's really overwhelming as an mm -hmm. adult. So I want to make sure that my kids, whenever they get to adulthood, that they have lots of experience and resilience around managing their whole range of emotions. Anger, jealousy, disappointment, a lot. Not just the happy. And they understand that, yeah, that doesn't stay. You have yes. to work through it. Yeah, absolutely. And like when, you're, when you're discussing that and I'm listening to you, we go out and deliver training. Um, and it's called Rainbow of Emotions and we're going out to adults. Mm-hmm, yeah. To sit with them and um, first of all, to colorize their emotion because then they can sit and try and think of that emotion. Yeah. What color are they going to give it? There's a reason why we get them to color it. So they see each emotion as separate and there's no bad emotions. That's no. what often we do with them, isn't it? But we're going out to grown adults. And like what you're highlighting is fantastic because we should be teaching that yeah. at a young, young age. Um, so what actually got you in to doing what you're doing? You know, tell me a wee bit about your background. Well, I suppose whenever I was growing up, probably just lots of different things that happened early childhood, just like everybody, mm -hmm. lots of different experiences that could probably really impacted on me. Yeah. So my behavior as a teenager was up the left. I was doing all the wrong things, taking all the risks, like, were you a rebel? That's oh, a, complete that's a rebel. rebel. What you had up the left. Up complete <laughs> rebel, like beyond belief. My poor mummy. I remember one day, um, oh my word, like I had left the, the window open in the house so that I could scheme school and I'd be able to get back into the house again. Oh, that was a good plan. But I know. That was very smart. And so if any teenagers should listen to this, that's not a good idea. <laughs> but I um, had I'd sneaked back anyway, got back to my park and the window that I'd left open was the upstairs window. How in undergrad are we going to get up there? Because I went and took my neighbour's ladder that was lying <gasps> in the front of his house. But as I was walking round the front of the house, didn't mummy drive in? Because <gasps> one of the neighbours had rang her and reported me. <laughs> what, what were, you just, were you walking in with a ladder? Oh, come in with a ladder. Oh, yeah. So I just dropped the ladder and like went to leg it. And she just like ripped the handbrake up and opened the door and says, Shannon, Flood, get into this car right now. And I was like, oh, I'm caught. Like, I was a complete rebel. Like, my poor mummy, what she did not go through whenever I was a teenager. And I was always very adamant that I wanted to do my social work degree. 
so I went and done that it was very very um I suppose that was always a thing mommy always drew like drummed education into me so yeah. I always knew I'm gonna go and do something mm-hmm. so done my social work and I remember um sitting in the in the lecture theater anyway and I had this light bulb moment I'm not bad I'm not a bad person I've just had lots of stuff happen to me mm-hmm. that's made it really difficult for me to like connect with people make friends do all of them things that came a lot easier to other people and this realization just really changed me like it really really changed me then I started to do a lot of self-development work um with a local lady in the town and she was like my little savior she really was amazing and I still go to her today so I've been going to her for like 13 years amazing like I just she's incredible so done loads of self-development work, explored my own behavior, all of that. Got really interested in early childhood experiences, how we parent, what that means. And then it just kind of accelerated from there. Mm-hmm. So I work for a local organization. And I suppose the way in which we would give out information advice has changed beyond belief yeah. over the past 10 years. Yeah. Do you know, so what I was advising people to do 10 years ago is not the advice that I would give today. Mm-hmm. But unless you do a job like mine. How do you know that? Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, yeah. it's not given out in schools. You're not taught how to parent in schools. Like, you know, you update your first aid training every so often, but you're not mm-hmm. updates updates their their parenting training. Uh, you know, it's the only job in the world you don't actually get any training on. Mm-hmm. So I suppose I just really wanted to change this because for me now as a parent, and parenting is incredibly difficult, yeah. but for me now as a parent, I often reflect on what I would be like if I didn't know this information versus what I'm like now. And it would be night and day, like complete okay. night and day. Uh-huh. So I just am really passionate about making sure the parents feel really supported and that they have the information they need to better understand their child's behavior because they're not feeling in any way. No. You know, I talk to parents like I'm getting this all wrong. You know, I'm like my child is, is their behavior is like really difficult. Mm-hmm. And like, what am I doing? And it's normal. A lot of it is normal, you know, yeah. and just understanding that is a real game changer for people. I suppose there, what you're saying is um, the parents are struggling because I know for me, and whenever I had I contacted you, it was like I didn't know how to handle it. Yeah. And I suppose you're going by what you've learned from your own parents and they're going by what they've learned from their parents. Yeah. So it goes back and back and back. And if it's not right, not that it's not right, but it's there's a better way to do it. Yeah. So we try and do the better way and that's and it works better for everybody. And we definitely, as you said, you, you, you're supporting the parents and that's why you fit so well with Support Together because we're also supporting the parents. Yeah. And then together we're, the, we're all the big hug. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. Children and children and young people are fine. It's like supporting parents yeah. will completely change the dynamic of their family. It will really support the children and young people. So the more we do that for parents, the bigger and that, hug and we give is, to everybody. I really. know. Absolutely. Brilliant. Because... As you just said there, Kira, like you are doing similar in the sense of you're holding the mum and dad yeah. while they hold the child. Mm-hmm. We hold the mum and dad while they hold the baby and the child. And we we walk into the hood so unequipped. There's no, you know, every child is different. We're all individuals, even though you're coming from a family of five. None of us are like our brother and sister. We might look like we might have some, some behaviours represent, but we're all individuals. Um, and we're trying our best um, as as parents to try and tune in mm-hmm. to each of our children's um, needs. Like I was a parenting officer. That was my title. And I wasn't a parent. I was a young, fresh girl. And I was going out supporting parents and giving them advice. And all my advice 
was textbook. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest. And I look back at that version of Una and I was, um, I feel like, oh my word, Una, seriously. You know, but I tried the best I could, but all my advice was from textbook. Yeah. I suppose that's where we come down to the lived experience. It is. And that's yet again with yourself. You are a parent, mm-hmm. Shannon. You know, you are three kids. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So um, you're living and breathing the trials, the beauty of parenthood. Yeah. But also the trials. And it's incredibly difficult. Like, and like you, you know, like when I went into parenting, it was that kind of like, you had all that textbook knowledge mm-hmm. that I was going to be the best parent that ever walked on two feet. Yeah. I was going to be absolutely perfect and everything was going to be wonderful. And quickly did I not learn that that's <laughs> not real life at all. So, and I used to run workshops and deliver support before I had kids. Mm-hmm. And I used to be like, just go home and do this. And like mm-hmm. next week they'd be like, oh no, I haven't been able to do that. And I used to be wondering, why not? Yeah. What's going on? Then I had kids and was like, oh, oh, I realise now exactly why that's so difficult. This is Fill Your Cuppa, the Support Together podcast. And we couldn't bring the podcast to you today without the support of Moody Activewear. Moody Activewear creates high quality, functional activewear so that you can feel good doing the things you love. They don't just support your ass, they support your head as well as they donate 100% of their profits to support women's mental health, such as support together. Visit moodyactivewear.co.uk So you're, it's really changed, I suppose, how do we say this here? It's changed, I was going to ask you, how has it changed or how did it affect you when becoming a parent? But it's probably made you, it's helped you in both roles because you've been able, been able to work with the your parents better. Yeah. Um, and also see the the flip side of being the parent at home. Absolutely. And I suppose it's helped me connect more yeah. with parents to say, yes, it is incredibly difficult. There are things that we can do. Do you know that sort of way? Mm-hmm. Like, And that's it. Sometimes we can get stuck in the difficulty of it and about how terrible it is mm-hmm. and just kind of go down mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. But actually, there's loads of little small things that we can do. And like my advice and support for parents is so simple. Like it's really we're going right back to basics and yeah. it's wee simple daily things that you do. There's no big fix to anything. Yeah. There's but, no them, big fix. Uh, but them small, simple things make a bit of massive difference. Massive, massive difference. Ma- and you don't need to go in with a big fix. Yeah. In the, you don't, as I, as we, I realised this morning, sometimes I throw money at it. Because um, and I have a Harry Potter at home, yeah. and I would have probably run and went and bought the the a different costume so that he would fit in and wouldn't feel that he that he wasn't fitting in. But now he's realising actually, you know, sitting down with him and thank God it hasn't happened. But I think that's like something I would have done yeah. before going through this and and under, having having a better understanding of it. And I think as parents, we're coming from like a a really strict style of parenting. Do you know where it was just mm-hmm. you know stop that crying or do you know it was all about kind of your appearance or what people thought yeah. yes. really, you know, it was very building. strict there was lots of rules and consequences so it's really hard now coming from being parent in that way to see your child upset mm-hmm. because you really feel for them you can yeah. feel all of their wee emotion mm-hmm. and you just want to make it better for them mm-hmm. and a lot of the time we have the ability to make it better mm-hmm. but by making it better we are literally robbing of them robbing them of that we experience just to feel supported yeah and like that's more important than anything. Oh, hundred really. yeah. percent. You want to empower. Yeah. You know, and and that each emotion is there. It's an indicator. Yeah. It's telling us there's something going on, or it's a bit like that inside out. Yeah. Film, we keep 
signposting mummies to let and some of the dads and I remember the first time my husband watched it and he was just blown away but he done a lot of work on his own emotional well-being and he got it yeah but probably before that he mightn't have got it just as when he came down the stairs and he goes oh my god wow and there's a new one coming out, I believe. Oh, is there? Mm-hmm. And anxiety Brilliant. is going to be oh, very uh-huh, good. brought into the house. Uh-huh. It should be. But um, you know, even as you're saying it in your career and your pathway into where it got you, um, and often we're working with a lot of people, it's the same, they're professional people and they become parents and they expect themselves to parent as they do, you know, that they have all this knowledge and I should be able to do this. Yeah. You park that you take that cap off you mm-hmm. you know and I'm thinking of me in the childcare industry being a nursery nurse you know working in daycare working in schools working with young ones and I walked into motherhood people said to me we no bother to you now and secretly I remember going yeah I've got this in the back <laughs> yeah, every way and I work with <laughs> easy peasy yeah. easy peasy ah, I had nothing in the bag my anxiety <laughs> was that overwhelming and, you know, it's okay to, to look after somebody else's child, but you're handing that child back. You know, um, and that mummy or daddy had to deal with that baby or their needs, um, you know, nighttime not sleeping well, whatever. And that whole emotional, how it consumes you, you know, take the worry. I didn't have to deal with the worry when I was mating because you were mating, you had a structure, mm-hmm. you know, especially in daycare and sure starting different things. And then walking in to motherhood so... Like, fuck, what was I thinking? Mm-hmm. And we're working with, and I'm, when I say this to you, Shannon, we're working with so many people who are professionals. And, um, and, and when they become a mother or father, they, uh, they actually go down a dark hole quite quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And don't let anybody know it. And I think that's so sad. And because they think, such as I, sh- but I should know this, mm-hmm. and and why am I behaving like this, and why am I? And I go, but you're not, you're not your profession. You are a mummy. Yeah. You are a daddy. You're here with the raw. You're here with the real. You know, and you're trying to navigate your way through it. You're trying to adjust to your child's needs. Love grows, by the way, doesn't it? Oh, a hundred percent. And like people talk about this big, uh, like love that you feel for Ooh, your children. No. I did not feel no, that, and no. like. If Rose ever listens to this, I'm very sorry, Pat. But like, I definitely didn't feel that. I kind of felt very overwhelmed. I didn't really know what to do. Mm-hmm. I had her like sitting in a wee in the wee cot, you know, beside me, and I was too scared to lift her. And she kind of like spat up or something. I was like, oh, oh, somebody come and help me. Yeah. You know, I didn't uh-huh. want to lift her. Uh-huh. And like compare that then to my third child was complete difference. But like, it was really, really challenging. And I think when you're a professional the expectation of yourself skyrockets. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I continue to battle. Do you know? And like my mm-hmm. husband will often say to me, you are a human being. You that's are right. not perfect. Mm-hmm. And I have to hit, keep hitting that reset button with mm-hmm. myself, you know, because I would get very overwhelmed by that. Um, particularly like my two kids really struggle to go into school. So I get to the school gates and they're like clinging for mm-hmm. dear life. And I'm like, like peeling them off me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm meant to be a behavior consultant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm getting really overwhelmed. So mm-hmm. like, you know, the expectation when you're a professional just skyrockets and that doesn't yeah. match up with reality. Like exactly. real life is not this expectation mm-hmm. that we've all created for ourselves. Nope. And it's getting this 
unrealistic expectation is totally getting reinforced by social media yeah. and all these pictures of perfect fake, days fake, out fake. Yeah. it's just not lining up so no. people are more and more overwhelmed like and that's not real life and it, and it isn't and we need no. a reality check and, and back to that what we would hold and host a lot is honest conversations yeah. open but honest conversations you get mummies coming in and they'd mark themselves maybe feeling a low at a four you know feeling that they're the worst mummy in the world you know we tried to breastfeed it didn't work so now I'm farming her I feel so bad you know or he, I should give him a dummy or I did this I did that I shouldn't have done this I shouldn't I promised myself I wouldn't and I've done it and I've given and I've gave that and when we when you give them that arena to sit down and be self and be heard and held, they walk back out of there and they'd mark themselves that they're sitting maybe with a seven. Yeah. So what does what that's massive. Massive. Honest conversations. We're all trying to get our shit together. You know, with different ages and stages, Shannon, like and you would talk a lot about that. The expectations that we have of children are way their too age high. and stages. Yeah, way Jesus too is not high. even meeting that. Way too mm-hmm. high. And like it is I think it's really important that, you know, parents completely lost my train of thought now what I was going to say, but it's just really important that parents have the information that they need to bring them expectations mm-hmm. down. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Actually, it's normal that my two-year-old hits kicks and bites and heads bangs and tries to run off. Mm-hmm. It's normal mm-hmm. that my four-year-old also does that. Mm-hmm. It's normal that my three-year-old doesn't want to leave me, even though they might have been going to daycare fine up yeah. until this point. Yeah. You know, it's normal that my five-year-old's talking about death all the time. Like, all of these ages and stages are normal things that your children are passing through, but they just need your support. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, yeah, and I suppose just bearing in mind that you're in a relationship with your child. Mm-hmm. Relationships are not perfect. They're no. messy as we're trying to get to know one another. Mm-hmm. And I suppose a really important point to make is that children don't need perfect parents. No. If you are a perfect parent, you are doing a disservice to your child because relationships aren't perfect. They need to experience what it's like to fall in and fall out of that relationship for things to get difficult and for it to be repaired afterwards. And I think what we know now and what's really helped me as a parent, things are definitely not perfect in our house. There's times where I don't even like my children. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I love them dearly. Oh, that's it. I love my husband very dearly. There's times I don't like him. Mm -hmm. I love my kids dearly. There's times I don't like them. That's Mm -hmm. the nature of relationships. Mm -hmm. But I know now how to repair it. Like if yeah. I've done something where I'm not happy with it, I've shouted or I've spoke to them in a way that's not okay, I will always go back and repair that. That's what children need. Yeah. They need us to own our behaviour. Yeah. They need us to show up and be in a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. They don't need us to be perfect. Today's conversation with Shannon has been amazing. So much so that we'll see you next week for part two. This is Fill Your Cuppa, the Support Together podcast. Brought to you by me, I'm the host, Mrs O, Kiera Gowan and my co-hosts Una Leonard and Gemma Cassidy. Today we are supported by Moody Activewear and produced by 9874 Creative.